Welcome on into another Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Not at the Bird Bar and Grill this week. We will be back there next week with the Brian Stein crew. But this week, wanted to catch up with some of our high school football coaches to talk about Spock and Hybels, JNR, all 22 team. Some of the 22 best football players we saw this year. We're going to honor them with a cool plaque from JNR engraving. And a little bit of kudos here on the air from myself and the coaches. But first, got to talk about a little bit of volleyball action. Sacred Art Academy is in action tomorrow night in the state quarterfinals. The game will be played in Buckley and they're playing kind of their playoff nemesis Leland. Beat them five times going back ten years in the playoffs and they're all deep playoff runs that Sacred Heart Academy has had that have been ended by Leland. But I think this might be the year Irish girls could get them with Laney, Brown, the other seniors. So make sure you root them on tomorrow night. Wear your Sacred Heart colors tomorrow as the Irish are in action in the state quarterfinals in volleyball. They win this game they're back at Battle Creek on Thursday. And kind of stick with Sacred Heart. I was not able to catch up with Coach Wheaton to talk about the three players that made the All-22 team for Sacred Heart Academy. We'll talk a little bit about them. And only saw them three games this year. That's why maybe only three guys on the squad. And Aiden Halliday going down with an injury definitely would have made the list. But Connor Stemke, the junior wide receiver linebacker, had a great year. And the game I saw versus Vesterberg just had kind of what you would call an all-time game. And if you're a defensive lineman, he just got one of those little flip-up you know, passes that were tipped. He got to caught it, take it to the house. Also making the All-22 team, Caden Rose, junior wide receiver, defensive back linebacker. Say so once Aiden Halliday went out, he kind of turned into one of the leaders on defense along with Stemke and the kid coming next. And he was electric when he got the football in his hands. Made a ton of big plays for the Irish this year. Now the next guy, the third guy, Forrest Sagrador. And the only underclassman on this list is Mr. Jason Bove, the sophomore quarterback, defensive back linebacker. He said he also got thrust into maybe some places they didn't expect him to play once Aiden Halliday went down with the injury. But continued to improve, continued to get better, and was just great at the quarterback position, in particular after that monsoon game in week one, which was just difficult for anybody to play in. So the all-22 team from Sacred Heart Academy, the two juniors, Caden Rose, Connor Stamke, and then the only underclassman to make the list this year, the sophomore Jason Bogue from Sacred Heart Academy. Now let's talk some Beale City all-22 team with Spock and Hybels, JNR all-22 squad, here with head coach Brad Gross, and start talking about a little bit of that defense. Start with uh, Ben Strauss, senior offensive line, defensive line. All right. Well, uh, Ben Strauss, uh, three-year starter for us, uh, defensive lineman, always took up a double team. I mean, the kid is just hardest, hard worker, tough as nails. One of them kids that showed up in the weight room after he was changing tires all day. I mean, he just just a hardworking, great kid. Um, and then I know last year when we played Hudson, I know their defensive line coach or their offensive line coach came up to him after the game and says, man, you were the best, one of the best players on the field. So that's kind of a good compliment coming from a state champion from Ben Strauss. Yeah, especially how good that offensive line was. That That's a really good compliment coming from them. And st- kind of yep. staying on the line here with another one of the seniors, Caden Strauss, and he was offensive line linebacker, correct? Yep, he was offensive line linebacker, played a little D-end too, just depending on what the situation called for. Um, Caden has done anything. I mean, he, I know he was in our interviews, he even said something he preferred to run the football, but it's just, he was a program type guy. He would do anything, didn't complain, just wanted to win hard worker. I mean, and I can say that about all these guys because they're all hard workers, but, uh, what made Caden Strauss special is the fact that he would just play anywhere, you know, and that, that's what made him so special and yeah. do it well. Yeah, I think he said that he had played eight different positions coming up through through the ranks in all of his time in football, and that just that just got to make you smile being able to have a kid like that in your program. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you, we're going to miss him. I know that. Yeah. 
and kind of keep it moving. You know, I would say, you know, you guys had some size this year, but Owen Kovacs definitely has been one of the big guys for you the last couple of years, I'll say. Oh, yeah. Owen, Owen's just – he finally came into his own a little bit this year, finally realized that he could dominate some people. And, uh, you know, it took him it took him a little while. He's, he's a super nice kid, but it took him a while to get that mean streak. But once he got it and figured it out, you know, he played both plays for us. Having that six four, two hundred and fifty pound defensive end really clogs up one side and makes teams one dimensional. So he did he did a great job for us as well. Yeah, I feel like he was, you know, Matt Oswald, hard to replace him. And I think Owen would even say, you know, Matt Oswald was a dude. But I think Owen right. kind of filled that role for you guys on the defensive line some this year. Like I said, they you come out and you just look at that kid, you don't want to run that way, and then you start playing, you realize, yeah, we definitely don't want to go that way. Yep, yep, definitely. I mean, and like you say, trying to replace Matt Oswald was difficult, but Owen stepped right in, did his best. And uh, one guy that we talked about in the offseason leading up, and I know he did a big job on the offensive line, but when I was looking at some stats, I saw he also had three fumble recoveries this year, and that's uh, another one of the seniors, Sawyer Scully. Yeah, Sawyer just seems like he always has a nose for the football on defense. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, seems like if there was an onside kick, they'd kick it to him and he'd always recover it. And, Every time there was a ball on the ground and a fumble, he was he was one of the guys right around there. Like he got three of them. I know he had an interception, I think, too, um, if I remember right. But uh, Sawyer just transformed himself in the offseason by being in the weight room religiously. I mean, I bet you, and this is no joke, I bet you he didn't miss five days. Because <laughs> I, I know he was in there on Sundays and whatever. I mean, if we brought the cameras up at the school, and found out how many days Sawyer Scully missed. I bet you he didn't miss more than five. <laughs> so he did a great job, just dedicated himself, and it showed this year. You know, And, you know, I think that was one of those things that you had the confidence in him going into this year because he worked so hard in the offseason, and he, he proved you, you proved each other right, I will say, by, you know, what he did on the field. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we were searching for a center. We lost Chris Whitehead last year, who was, you know, he was one of them guys like, man, how are we going to replace him? And, Sawyer took that role on, and he was always snapping. We did a lot more shotgun this year than we ever have. And I, I don't know how many shotgun snaps we actually missed this year. Maybe one or two. So, I mean, that's pretty good for going from a team that really didn't do a whole lot of shotgun to there's one thing I really wanted to do with our skill guys to get into the shotgun, to give Jackson time to throw the ball. And uh, he took it upon himself to uh, get better at it, and he just, you know, he, he, made, us, he made us what we were. Yep, and uh, moving on now, the last senior that I kind of got on the list, Carter Fussman, um, wide receiver, defensive back. And I like looking at his stats. He only had 10 receptions this year, but for 270 yards and six touchdowns, also carried the ball some. And I think you've got to be particularly happy with what he did on the defensive side of the ball this year. Oh, for sure. He he was kind of moving back between the corner and the outside linebacker position, depending on who we played. Um, he was one of them guys where nobody was really going to go deep on him because he had the size and athleticism to where, you know, I can remember one time against Everett, they actually completed a ball, not necessarily over his head, but more than 10 yards. And I would argue that Carter had the ball when they came down. It could have been, I thought it was a interception and they called it a, you know, it was one of those ones where they both had it, they said. So it went to the offense. But other than that, not many times that people get deep on him and, uh, he just, you know, he blocked down one side of our defense for us. Yeah, and, you know, you always think of a wide receiver, you know, what do they do defensively? The Cass City game that was one of the hardest-hitting games we saw all year, you know, his senior night, man, he just 
he made some big, big hits and some big, big plays yes, out there did. for you guys defensively. And he also had a defensive touchdown this year and three interceptions, two sacks. I think that you know kind of talks about the, the versatility, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. You could, we, I mean, and Carter just happened to be, you know, he probably could have ran the ball a little bit more. But he, with him putting him outside with that weapon out there and having all the guys that we did have, it just made our team more balanced. And, and, and you know, and I know Jack felt real comfortable with his he was looking for somebody to throw to. I knew he. I know he was looking for Carter a lot because, you know, he's number one. He's always open. Number two, he's probably he's probably going to go up and catch it. <laughs> and now moving on to the other Fussman, Jack Fussman, uh, this year at quarterback as a junior, just just unbelievable and also great defensively too. Twenty nine total touchdowns. Um, talked to him a few times. Spock Sports Show this year. He came in. Just talk about the year he had. Well, I I would say that Jack was our MVP. I mean, the the Ravenna game, throwing the touchdowns in the second half, the two point conversions. Uh, think about the uh, think about the two the fourth down, and he's quarterback sneaks it yeah. against Ravenna. I know you remember that game. That oh yeah, one. I mean I do. And it's like it was one of them doors. There's a lot of times he makes, like you say, he makes the coach look good because you go out there and say, hey, don't forget about the sneak, don't forget about this, and he puts you in the right position to do that. And, and Jack's a really smart kid. And you could, I'm sure you could tell that through the radio show just by how he takes it, you know, how he answers the questions. And he's very well, you know, very well skilled in, in all of those things. And he just, I don't know. And, and, and just like I say, I think more than anything, he could throw the ball a ton. He could throw the ball a long way. He throws in the right spot. But most of all is his, his knowledge of the game and the knowledge of where guys, the knowledge of our offense, where guys are supposed to be. Yeah, and yeah, and like I said, when he when he was there, some kids, you know, kind of afraid to throw on the headset from time to time. He was definitely not afraid. Like I said, very well spoken young man. One of the one of those cheesy yes. things I think you could say yes. there. Yep, and um, yes, and he's only a junior, so that's huge for us. Well, all these guys that we're going to be talking about here are juniors, and it's just bonkers to me. Um, the next one, and I, and I think you'll you'll say this too. You know, I think if he's out there, that district championship game that you guys fall. Uh, to Fowler twenty eight twenty seven, I you know I made the joke that he he might be worth fourteen points. Caden Smith goes down with the elbow injury. If that doesn't happen, you guys very well could still be playing. But you know versatility, versatility, versatility. I think is the every word to use for him. Well, Caden, he's he's an all he was the all region athlete in our region for the athlete. I mean, he can kick off, he can kick return, he pump returns, he can play quarterback for us. He can. He plays running back. He can. He's a great receiver. He caught the two point conversion against Ravenna. And, he, and defensively, I mean, he comes up and pound for pound lays the lick on some guys. That man, if you're not ready, he might decapitate you. You know, and he's just he's got that. And he's and well, and as you know, he feels about ninety mile an hour in baseball. So you know he's an athlete. So anything we could do, I mean, there were some plays we had designed that we were holding off for the end of the year, and when we were going to need him, well, and it just so happens we probably could have used him at Fowler, and we just couldn't use him because he was a big part of those. So I would say, yeah, that would be one of those deals where I would say, yeah, he was could have – you think he's 14 points. I might say he's more than – I think I might say he's more. I might say he's 21. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to argue with you there. Because <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a dynamic player. Yeah, but he kind of and Heibel and I had actually joked about it towards the end of last year that uh, he needed to be the one to take over that that number one because you know it was you know it was Trey Small 
then it was, you know, Kay Block and now Caden Smith. Like I said, the guy that when you get out on the field might be a little bit undersized, but then, like you said, you're not thinking about it, and before you know it, he, he's KO'd you. Oh, for sure. And uh, kind of another neat little tidbit that I'll throw at you with Caden Smith is the last two years I've lost two playoff games. And he hadn't been, yep. I was thinking about that, too. He one of them. And the state final game and against Fowler. So, yeah, that you know, the who knows if we keep Caden if we keep Caden Smith for the finals, maybe we're defending state champs, and if we keep him for this, maybe we're still playing against Ubley. But you can't look at that stuff. I mean, you gotta, you know, it's next man up, and you know, it's a team, team, team. We always pre- preach that, so it's unfortunate what happened, but it is what it is. We can now we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and also too, I think you know, you and I always talk about like life lessons. You know, Caden. Caden throughout his life is going to be met with a number of disappointments and difficult situations in having to, to, you know, to watch his team that, you know, I'm sure it's stunk for him, but that's really going to prepare him for, you know, difficult things in life later. And it's going to help him make better decisions. You know, like it's, it's weird to say that, but it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Oh, it makes, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it's one of those lessons you can't learn anywhere else. I mean, it's one of those lessons you learn on a football field that me we always tell the kids is that you never know when your last play is going to be, not because you're a senior, but because what if you go down with an injury or, you know, or God forbid COVID hits again, you know what I mean? But yep. You just never know. You just, we learned that, you know, a couple of years ago, but you just gotta, you know, you just gotta keep going. And, and, uh, that's what we did. And we came up a little bit short, but hey, I had to talk to Fowler too. They were a pretty good football team. Yeah, but I'm sure Caden's going to be back next year, even if you need to have that, you know, that Gronkowski elbow thing out there, something like that. <laughs> He'll <laughs> Gotta, be back. Don't worry. Yeah. That, that, that kid is a competitor like no other. And that, that's the part of the reason that he's hurt a lot is because he doesn't shy off and not get in plays. He doesn't shy off in practice. He does not shy off at anything. He's going to, if you're, like I told somebody the other day, if you're, if you're out there trying to pick blades of grass and see who can pick the biggest one, I'm probably going to put my money on Caden because he's probably going to – he's that competitive. He's going to find the biggest play to grab. Uh, moving on, uh, Bennett Gildy this year. Led your team in tackles, couple fundable recoveries, offensive line, defensive lineman. He, one of those guys, he plays that guard role with Caden Strauss. So, so important. There was a number of times this year when we were watching you guys, and whether it was Latham or Smith or uh, Block carrying the ball, 10, 15 yards down the field, there he is from his guard spot leading the way. Oh, yeah. It, Bennett is a, a determined worker, wants to be great. Um, he's relentless in the weight room as well. Um, and he's, he's only getting better and better every time. He's, you know, we know he's pretty much going to stick it inside linebacker and guard now because that's where he needs to be. And, uh, yeah, he, he relentless. I mean, he's just one of those, he's one of those hard hitter guys too. You know, he's not afraid to, he looks at you a little crooked and you know, he's going to stick his nose in there and, you know, hit you. Yeah, and d- defensively here, I'm curious to see what you think about this comparison. He, now, he doesn't have the size, but the way he covers ground and the way he hits, I feel like he's a little bit like a Seth Schaefer. A little bit like a Seth Schaefer? I hope he turns into Seth Schaefer next year. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you give us a Seth Schaefer, we're pretty dangerous. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, he can get there. Yeah, and uh, talking about a little bit, little bit size that Mr. Josh Wilson has, played tight end, played linebacker for you guys this year, also ran the ball some, and – you know, he's a guy that, you know, him and the next guy we're going to talk about, four-year starters that are going to be for your program, which is just, just – you just say that in itself. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that you, we have going into next year is that there's going to be a lot of – there's going to be a lot of pressure. 
I mean, because of the Josh Wilsons, because of the Jameson Lathams, because of the Jack Bussman, the Caden Smiths, the Bennett Gildies, and all these kids that we're talking about, there's going to be pressure next year. But those guys have always they, – they have that will to win. And Josh, is, Josh is just hates to lose, you know what I mean? So – and with Josh's size, I mean, we could put him anywhere. We could put him at guard. We could put him at tight end. And we could put him at – you know, he can run the ball, obviously, as we've seen. And, and this was his first year actually running the ball, so he learned quite a bit. And uh, I think he, next year you'll see him much more, you know, seasoned. He'll know the offense a little bit better. And, you know, he might even get more carries next year. He so. had 13 receptions for 312 yards. It just, that's just bonkers to think about that. And the last guy I want to talk about, he's been one of my favorites. The first time I saw him carry the football, he took it to the house. And that's we, the electric freshman, the electric sophomore, now the electric junior, Jamison Latham, running back and moved in from cornerback to linebacker for you guys this year. Yeah, I think you're gonna probably have to call. Him, hopefully, next year you're calling him the sensational senior because. Uh, yeah, that's got that might, sure, that's got a little bit better ring to it. I might have to steal that from you, coach. <laughs> you, you, you can steal that if you want. I hope it. I hope it rings true. Uh, I mean, I don't know how exactly. You probably have the stats in front of you. I know he had a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Not just rushing. Yep, six hundred seventy-seven yards on the ground, ten touchdowns, four hundred and two yards receiving, six touchdowns. Also had two return touchdowns as well, and one of them really, really important in that Cass City game. Oh, absolutely. So there you go. You got 18 touchdowns from a kid. Ooh. I mean, that's a lot of touchdowns from yep. a junior. So, And I tell you, you know, for, for got, most schools, sorry to cut you off, but for most schools, he'd probably be looking at like the school record going into next year, but you know, a little, little bit different with some of you guys in those 20 season touchdowns at Beale City. Well, that's it, exactly right. I mean, I, Jim Lottie called me about, you know, oh, we need your All-State nominations. I'm like, well, this is typical of every year. We don't have anybody with gaudy numbers. You know, we do have some gaudy numbers, but not like some of these guys that are throwing for, you know, that are 11 or, you know, 15, 1,800, yards rushing and blah, blah, blah. We don't have that because we have seven guys that run for 500 yards. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just, that's just what we are. That's what we do. I mean, I'm not, we're not going to change that. And then all the kids don't want to change it. It's not about, it's not about me. It's about we. So. Yeah, and Jameson. That's what we uh, use all the time. And Jameson, he'll, he he'll play anywhere next year that we need him to. And we got to figure out, you know, some things with moving some guys around. He, he probably will play that outside linebacker. Could even play a little defensive end for us, you know. Yeah, but, I, he we'll could be, actually be a terrific defensive end. That's for sure. Yeah, he could be that guy that plays defensive end, rushes off the edge. You know, he's strong. He's always been strong since he was a freshman. And so, you know, depending on what we need next year, he could be that guy that has to, you know, we might have to kind of do a do a uh, by committee to fill that Owen Kovacs slash Matt Oswald role. So he yep. could be one of those guys. Yeah, the speed that he would bring off the edge used to, you know, get out of the blocks a little bit or, you know, the uh, run in the track and the relays and what you not. So that, that could work out pretty well. Oh, for well. sure. Yeah, but yeah, yep. some, some outstanding players that you guys had this year, the members of our All-22 team, Ben Strauss, Caden Strauss, Owen Kovacs, Sawyer Scully, Carter Fussman, Jack Fussman, Caden Smith, Jamison Latham, Bennett Gildy, and Josh Wilson. And it's crazy to think Wilson, Gildy, Latham, Smith, Fussman, all going to be back with you next year. Just, just absolutely bonkers. Well, it is. It's, it's a good, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Coach Gross. Thanks so much for taking a couple minutes to chat with me, man.
All right. Have a good night. Another big, big thank you to Coach Gross taking some time to chat with me. Time for our break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, back to that Spock and Hybels JNR All-22 team. Talk with Coach McIntyre from Mount Pleasant about all the boys that made it out of that squad. If you count up to a little bit more than 22, yeah, yeah, I know. Not doing any about any honorable mention. We're just throwing everybody in. We'll be back more Spock Sports Show right after this from the Barberry Law Firm at Mobile Sports Studios. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. It's Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law Firm's Mobile Sports Studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back on in to Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and wherever you get your podcast. Special edition of Spock Sports Shows. We're talking that Spock and Hybels at JNR All 22 team. Caught up with Brad Gross earlier talking about all things Beale City. Now let's get into that conversation with Coach McIntyre. And if you missed any Spock Sports Show earlier, you can find Spock Sports Show wherever you get your podcast or just head to MyMichiganPodcast.com. All right, Coach Mack with me here on Spock Sports Show, talking the all-22 team for the Mount Pleasant Oilers. And got to start with a guy who is the MVP of the Valley. And if I had to pick an MVP player that I saw that kind of did the most this year, I think it would be Mr. Scooter Polk, was also, you know, homecoming queen. He had a good fall, we could say, couldn't we? Yeah, Scooter had a great fall. was a tremendous leader for us. Stepped up in uh, big games. We needed to. A lot of people know Max was hurt a lot of the year. and um, We leaned on Scooter to make some plays for us when we need him. And, man, did he come up big. I mean, Really, I think the turning point for our team and Scooter um, as a leader this year was that second half of the Cadillac game. I mean, the people were there. They just saw the way he came out of the second half and how he kind of took over and, and uh, kind of put the team on his back and, and got us got us back in the game. And then that energy allowed us to win. I, I think that was a huge turning point in the season. Yeah, and he was just electric anytime he got the football in his hand. And, you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit with the next guy as well and the, your quarterback. The way you were able to throw that 10-yard out this year is is a weapon that you probably really haven't had a whole lot in your coaching career. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think back to some of the other guys we've had, like Jackson Ostrowski, um, you know, way back, um, you know, the William Arnold, Jared Leister, some guys that could do it. But, yeah, I mean, certainly having Logan – uh, arm strength combined with uh, it's been a long time since we've had that combination of you know the quarterback um, ability with some playmakers at the receiver position together um, that, that 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 was certainly a reason we were successful this year yeah and move on to the guy we were just kind of mentioned there a little bit Aiden Klein who he was the senior and I believe he made the all valley as a defensive back but I think if Scooter's not there you, you know they didn't want to put two guys on the same team probably if that makes sense well, yeah, part of my process in that meeting was to try not to get them split votes with each other. So it was kind of a dilemma. And, you know, I felt they were both first-team All-Valley players, but I was worried they might split votes. So you kind of try to have to work the system and use your experience as a coach. And that's what we did to make sure they were both, uh, you know, first-team All-Valley players. 
Yeah, and I think it's one of those when somebody makes all valley, if they play both ways, you, you kind of know that if you know high school football in, in the back of your head. And yeah, and, yeah, and you could, like you said, you could flip flop those two. Both, you know, Scooter could be a first team defensive back and Aiden a first team receiver, right? So yeah. I mean, it's uh, it could go one way or the other. And one thing I want to talk a little bit about Aiden with it's something that I noticed just a number of times this year. I talked about him in the blocking game for you guys. I called his name a lot. Is I don't want to call him a lead blocker, wide receiver, but he he almost kind of became that for you guys in some plays, didn't he? Well, it's just an expectation, the position, and and um, you know he was our X receiver, which means he sold out on his own a lot, and so um, a lot of times runs break to that side, and he's the only guy there that's that's keeping you know, one defender away from it being a big play. And, and that's just an expectation we have if you want to play. And, um, and he, you know, a lot of that just comes from leadership at the se- as a senior too, right? Like understanding there's a lot more to it than, you know, catching footballs and those kind of things. And, and he certainly embraced that, that idea the whole season for us. Yeah, and another guy, you know, going to continue to kind of roll through some of these seniors here, Max Humphrey, who made All-Valley as a linebacker. And, you know, we talked about it last week, you know, you know somebody that – Last year playing with Corey Davis, I still think he had 20 touchdowns. And if he's fully healthy this year, I mean, he might be pushing the the all-time record for you guys in touchdowns for rushing. Just an unbelievable athlete, a little banged up this year, but gave some room to some other guys to really make some big noise as well, but came back in the playoffs and made some big noise for you guys in a couple of games. But Max Humphrey, talk a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean, I I could talk forever about Max, and and it's hard to put in words. I'll just put it this way. you know, I, I had a, um, and maybe I said this to you last time we talked, but I had a, a, a Hall of Fame coach once once tell me that, you know, in high school, you know, when you know, I was young and you're always wishing all these things, he, he said, you're never going to get the player that has it all. You know, I mean, he might have be a great athlete but have bad grades, or he might be able to block but you're not even able to do this or whatever. You know, you're, just, you're, hard, you're never going to get it all in one player. And I think, I'll be honest with you, it's Max is about as close as it gets. Um uh, tremendous kid, tremendous person, tremendous football player, tough, um, hard-nosed, competitive, smart. I mean, he he uh, he did so many things for us the last two years. I, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am to him and, and how much I've enjoyed coaching him. Yeah, and I think you know, it was in the Midland game after he had, I believe, that, you know, one of his long touchdown runs in that game. And if people know about the, the, the football mind, the football career that Brett Heibel had, it's very, very impressive. I just make the joke now to people that he tackled Walter Payton, you know, in a training camp. And mm-hmm. if, if you say that, that that's enough. He called him Mr. Legit. And I think Max is the, the high school football player that impressed Brett Heibel more than anybody that, that we have seen. And I think that just that just says a lot right there. Yep. I would, and, and that just continues to reinforce what Mr. Heibel knows about football because um, I don't think there's been a lot of people that impressed me as much as him over the last uh, last few years um, as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it was, you know, we'll talk about Bubba a little bit. I think Bubba said one time when I was talking with him that if Corey's not there last year, he has 30 touchdowns as a junior. No joke. He might have had 30 touchdowns as a junior. And then this year, if he doesn't get banged up, he says, you know, he was kind of doing the comparison with, I believe it's Johnny McCann, who was there a number of years ago. And, yep. you know, Bubba said that's kind of the only guy that he could really compare him to. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and and Max is, is bigger and a little more physical than Johnny was, but Johnny was just as explosive. I mean, it, it's just, you know, you get get these guys every once in a while and you're real thankful when you do, and, and Max was just, I mean, uh, I just can't put into words how much he's meant to our program and what a great competitor he was. 
And speaking of great competitors, I think that's kind of a great thing to go to with this next guy in Grant Stahl, who was on the defensive line for you guys. And he didn't come in a lot on the offensive side of the ball, but I don't think he ever came out on the defensive side of the ball. And he played defensive tackle in the Saginaw Valley League. And the first thing I want to do is his height and weight, if you can give that to me after saying he played D-tackle in the Saginaw Valley. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd do him justice by, by giving his height and weight, <laughs> but it's not a lot and not a lot. How about that? Yep. But uh, – you know, I mean, he was he was an all state. He's been all state wrestler the last two years in the like one twenty five, one thirty weight class. He weighs more than that now. I think he played at that, but not a lot more. And and um, but he is. People would be shocked to know this. He might be the second or third strongest player on our entire football team. Um, and I mean, you're talking about in comparison to some of our big linemen and other guys. I mean, he is he is as strong as he gets, and he, that's why he's an all state wrestler at that side. And just got great feet, quickness, explosiveness. And he's just a real problem for those big guys to try to – and I tell you, I've never seen more holdings that didn't get called on one person in my entire career. I mean, that's the only way guys could handle him, but he was so small they'd get away with those holds in there. And I mean, he was held on almost every play, you know. I mean, and it, it's just – what, a, what a, he was a huge asset to us this year, and I'm really glad he came out and played. Yeah, I think if we had to go, you know, Gruden Gruden hasn't been around in Monday Night Football for a while, but the Gruden grinder, I think, is something I'll always bring up with you because I know you're going to remember it and kind of exactly what it means. I think if you had to pick a Gruden grinder, somebody grinded it out all year for you guys, Grant Stahl would be right up there, wouldn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great way of looking at it. Yep. And uh, moving on to Caden Benaski, who played, you know, quite a bit at wide receiver, didn't get a whole lot of looks his way, but I'm going to say that's not his fault when you got Aiden Klein's scooter poke in front of you. And then he, I think... You know, I, I kind of had him listed as a defensive back, but he was second-team All-Valley as a linebacker. But I feel like he kind of was able to do that back and forth for you guys this year, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he, I think he did make it as a defensive back. Maybe the, the press release came out wrong or something, but I'm almost sure he made it as a defensive back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he was our – you know, he's a kid who improved from his junior year and senior year so much. And he, um, you know, he played safety for us and just came down in the box and made so many plays against the run, um, you know, and was such an awesome role player on offense. Like you said, I mean, got out there, you talk about another receiver who got out and blocked people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, he, you know, when we got a chance, we got him some opportunities. He had a huge touchdown catch in the Cadillac game. Um, but yeah, I uh, just love all the effort he gave us toughness. Um, just another one of those seniors to kind of demonstrate what it takes to be successful. Yeah. And I, I like how you said that right there, because the next guy that we're going into, he's on the show uh, with us a few weeks ago. That's Blake Moore, who was fullback linebacker. And, you know, I mean, when I say fullback for you guys, you know, when you go back and look at your guys' stats, you guys throw the ball to that fullback out of the backfield a lot because it's pretty open. And so I believe he had 12, 15 catches this year, which in high school football, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. He's got great hands and we did go to him a lot. Um, on some of our shovel passes and some of our other play action stuff. Um, I, I tell you what, Blake is one of those high school guys you just love to love to coach. Like he has no aspirations of playing college football, really. Um, you know, it's not he, he's never something that really crossed his radar. He just wanted to be out with his boys and play football. And and uh, and you look at him. Mean, this is not meant to be a bad thing about Blake, but if you if you said, all right, all you guys take all your shirts off and line up, and let's pick who the fullback linebacker is, right? Like. Blake Moore is not the first guy you're going to pick, but man, did he go in there and give, throw his body around every week. And, and, uh, we asked him to do things that probably were tough to hit for him to do physically, especially on defense. And, 
he just kept doing it and battling. And um, I'm really happy he's getting a little recognition for what he did for us. Yeah, I believe it was you know the Traverse City Central game and the Bay City Western game when Humphrey wasn't at 100%. Said you, you guys put him in some tough spots, and boy, he, he really responded for you guys. And something you and I have talked about is you got guys that have a nose for the football, but it's a whole another thing to, to stick your nose in the football, and that, that's what right. Blake Moore did for you guys all year long. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just uh, another guy improved so much from one year to the next and um, just got that senioritis and just gave us everything he had and um, really proud of him. Yeah, and so those six seniors, Scooter Polk, Aiden Klein, Max Humphrey, Grant Stahl, Caden Banaski, and Blake Moore now moving on to the to the juniors here that I, you know, you want to make it all seniors on this list if I can, but man, we had some outstanding juniors with you guys in Beale City and Sacred Heart. And so AJ Dennis, Cal Koala, Caleb Newbecker, and Logan Barodichuk. Let's start with the two guys on the line, AJ Dennis and Cal Koala. First of all, it's crazy to think they're going to be back again next year for a third year. That's got to have you smiling. Yeah, we're super excited about what our line might look like next year. And, and uh, yeah, they're both back from starters and sophomores and, um, just the leaders of our, I mean, when you don't, we didn't have a senior really starting on the offensive line. You know, Kenny came along at the end and started helping us out with, but there are a lot of times we didn't have a senior up there and those two led the way. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, we're going to be real happy to have him back in next year. And, you know, two different kinds of players, right? Like AJ's a technician. Um, he uses his size. Um, he's got a great first step, you know, all those kind of things. Cal's just, Cal, literally, we pulled him out of 1975. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's got he's got the neck roll on, and you know, there's just stuff coming everywhere. I just sweat and blood and tape, and I mean, he's just that's just the way he plays, and he's physical. He's not not near as big as the guys he's blocking, and yeah, it's uh, two different kind of players, but both both a huge part of our success. Yeah, like I said, AJ was just a monster on offense and defense on the line, and Cal, he was. He really has some versatility. I believe he was the first guy that I saw wearing that 50-plus number getting lined up at fullback since you had Sean Fitzgerald going back there a couple years ago. I think that kind of speaks to his athleticism, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. And and who knows if that might not be where he moves to next year. You never know. But, yeah, he he certainly – we used him and his toughness as much as we could. Yep, and now moving on to Caleb Newbecker, who, you know, got uh, thrust into a position maybe he didn't expect. He probably came into the year. You probably came into the year maybe expecting him to have, you know, 50 carries tops. He goes way over that. And another thing I think, he special teams, what he did on your kickoff coverage, I don't think that was something that gets noticed a lot, but, I'm you know, I'm starting to notice more and more as I cover more football. I think he was one of your gunners. He did a great job, and I think about the recovery with uh, him and Rubio in the TC Central game that just really, or TC Western game that just really kind of opened that up. Yeah, I mean, I told people every day, you know, the dads would ask, the people would ask every day after practice, you know, in two days, hey, you know, how's it going? Who's who's looking good? And I keep saying, hey, remember this name, Caleb Newbecker. Remember it, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, you know, because he was hurt the year before, and um and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I just kept saying, I could see it. Um, and, uh, I just, I'm just super excited that he got an opportunity, you know, obviously for our sake, you know, he got more of that opportunity because we had an injury, but he, he was exactly what we needed. Um, he came in, he, he got, got better as the year went along. You know, he started trying to just use his shiftiness all the time. And uh, he learned how to start hitting the hole with speed as the year went along. I think, like you said, that Trevor C West game, he had kind of a little, a breakout and where you kind of got a feel for that a little more. And um, just, I mean, talk about someone who's got a ton of momentum going into this off season. 
and uh, should be super fired up about next year, and, and I know we are for him. Yeah, he was just unbelievable this year. Then gonna gonna end by talking about the man under center who I I probably didn't give enough credit to this year because of New Becker, because of Scooter Polk, because of Plakemore, because of Aiden Klein and home for, you know all these guys. But the junior quarterback Logan Barodichuk, I think it was Bubba telling me he might only be the the second quarterback. Uh, to go over 2,000 yards for you guys. He was very efficient. He did some great things. And, you know, go back to Aiden Klein. He was a lead blocker for you guys sometimes as well. He did good playing over at the tight end position when you guys ran that three running back for, ran that running back formation where he went out of there and Scooter took the, just unbelievable what he did this year for you guys as a junior quarterback. Talk about him. Yeah, I mean, uh, Logan, like, he looks like that prototypical, um, sit in the pocket and throw the ball around quarterback, and that's what he did, you know. And, um, you know, he, uh, we put him in, like you said, we put him in kind of a tough spot to start with because we knew we were going to have to rely on our passing game this year. And it's, no matter how talented you are at the position, it's a very difficult position to play at, at the varsity level, especially when you're coming in, you know, basically in your first year. Um, and luckily for him, which we had, like you said, and you have, I have to agree with you. I mean, he had weapons, right? There's a lot of us like play quarterback and throw to those guys, right? But, but, he, he had to get the job done still, and he did. And, um, and throughout the year, he continued to improve on the things that make, you know, make a quarterback take things to the higher level in terms of reading defenses and things like that. He, he, uh, by the end of the year, he was really, really rolling and, and um, had a tremendous season. Like, like you said, I think he's the second all-time season yardage holder now. Um, and so he's, he's going he's to be our leader and our guy moving into the offseason. There's no doubt about it. Yep, and so just an unbelievable year. Scooter Polk, Aiden Klein, Max Humphrey, Grant Stahl, Kata Manaski, Blake Moore, Logan Barodichuk, Caleb Newbecker, Cal Kowalik, Andrew Dennis, A.J. Dennis, kind of half of our All-22 team almost, but you guys were outstanding this year. We saw you guys a lot, and Heibel and I wanted to talk about the best 22 players that we saw this year, and that was a lot of them, and like I said, could have been a couple more on there as well, but I think those ones that maybe are not there are going to have a chance to come back and have to prove themselves again next year. Absolutely. All right, Coach, thanks so much for taking a little time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for everything you've done for our, our sport and uh, all the sports around us and our team this year. We really appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you. November 29th, uh, Shepherd Mount Pleasant Girls Basketball. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Another big, big thank you to Coach McIntyre taking some time to chat with me. And you heard right. We are now just about two weeks away from high school basketball being back on the Buck 92 Airwaves. Shepherd Mount Pleasant Girls Basketball. Make sure you join us. For the tip-off for Girls High School Hoops on Buck 92, it's going to wrap things up for this edition of Spock Sports Show. Make sure you join me again next week, hopefully talking some more volleyball, hopefully talking a little bit more football, and maybe some outside of high school football, some of our college teams starting to make some noise, and a big look ahead to high school basketball. Thanks so much. Tune in to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and wherever you get your podcasts. But the best place to go is MyMichiganPodcast.com. Back with you next week with Spock Sports Show from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios.